house. No, the right no, house. I did it. Get we want to talk to Marilyn Hack. I'm from Canada Water. Start the pilgrimage to Myrtle Beach for the convention. I wish we had known you guys back in our day. Well, I'd say it's still your day, man. Uh. I mean, if this really is our last ride, what if we make up some new routine? This game is evolve or die. Uh-huh. Are you ready to be worshipped? Hello and welcome to the This Had Oscar Buzz podcast, the only podcast that is patrolling the streets of Soho in an ice cream truck. Every week on This Had Oscar Buzz, we'll be talking about a different movie that once upon a time had lofty Academy Award aspirations, but for some reason or another, it all went wrong. The Oscar hopes died, and we are here to perform the autopsy. I'm your host, Joe Reed. I'm here, as always, with my favorite horny wine mom, Chris File. Hello, Chris. <laughs> um, the the best jokes are always rooted in truth. Um, <laughs> yes. Comparing you to Andy McDowell, I figured uh, would be would be a positive in this case. Listen, I always oh, Pam. Open we should tell Jeff Long about this one because <laughs> Jeff Long is a is a uh, I won't say insane Andy McDowell stand, but like not not that. Am I allowed to talk yet? Even though I yes, haven't been Coach, yes, jump in. We'll introduce you in a second. But it's jump truly in. the yeah. only real fight Jeff and I have ever had. <laughs> I, that's my favorite story that he yelled at you for saying something mean about Andy McDowell and four weddings and a funeral. We were in college. It still comes up. <laughs> oh, love you, Jeff. I love Long. that Andy okay. McDowell at least gets to play Andy McDowell once in her career. She sure does. She plays the exact same character also in Beauty Shop. If you've seen Beauty Shop, it's, it's the exact same she, character, well, which is really like, fantastic. Th- that is a that is a discernible trait that like there is a scripted character on the page that she showed up and gave her Andy McDowell thing. 100%. This, Steven Soderbergh, not directing this movie, still went up to her and be like, you know, you could just be yourself. Not directing. Not directing. I'm, I'm so glad I saw the quotes. Okay, because when I saw the when I saw the document, I was like, mm. Yeah, yeah, sort of. <laughs> yeah, we're everywhere. I'm so sorry. We'll talk about it. Yes. Um, as you have heard, though, listeners, we will waste absolutely no time. We do have a guest once again uh, this week making her grand return after the Shop Girl episode eons ago, at least one pandemic ago. Uh, <laughs> at least. Uh, we are happy to have her back. Screenwriter, author of the book Notes to Boys and Other Things I Shouldn't Share in Public, listen to Sassy, co-hosts and creator and writer of the animated short film My Year of Dicks, which, as we are recording, is on the shortlist for the Academy Award for Best Animated Short Film. We'll know by the time we're listening to this episode God. whether that nomination has happened. Pamela Ribbon, welcome back. Thank you. I episode. have Oscar buzz. You, uh, it, we, I you are have... our first guest. Yes. Current, not Our, past yet. Uh, no. As Present we speak, tense. You have Oscar buzz. I technically shouldn't be on this show until later. <laughs> because, because I we celebrate currently you. still. I'm in the now. 
You were in yeah. the you were in the thick of your Oscar buzz era. I only have a couple days it's left amazing. before it's potentially over and we move into past heads. But the votes are oh, all in. God. There's nothing one can do but sit here. I know. And breathe. And I have but, to say, as the days have gone by, they've gotten harder. <laughs> yeah. Yes. As it last gets closer week, and closer to it. Yes. Last week, I was like, there's nothing to be done. All the votes are in. It's just waiting. And now I'm like, there's nothing to be done. All the votes are in. It's just <laughs> well, and it's the nominations, to me at least, and I'm somebody who has never had Oscar buzz personally, but just as an observer, the nominations always seem to come very quickly. Where I'm like, we're already at Oscar nominations. Like, what's going on? <sighs> And I imagine if I were in the position of enjoying the sort of liminal space of being on a short list and, and before the nominations come out, that it would seem like very quickly, like, oh, so soon. Um, yes, the short but, list was December 21st. That's yeah. very few weeks to put together another campaign. Because in this, yeah. in this case, in the short list... But with their 80 qualifying animated short films from around the world. And then the short list yes. was 15. And yeah. so that is often the first time anybody's looking at a list at all. So then you're yes. like, remember, I've been talking to you about it for like a year. If you've missed it, <laughs> <laughs> this is the only chance I have to show you why we're on this list. Um, putting together like, you know, everything from a, a party to interviews to, and, and also now, yeah. you know, yeah, let's, Let's talk about best animated short film. It's so at the bottom of the list. It's often not even in anyone's predictions. And there's somewhere they're just like, right. I just write down my favorite title. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no one really gives a shit. And that's an interesting place yeah. to be on an Oscar buzz situation where yeah. you're like, and me. Like you're in the back. Like, <laughs> we did it. <laughs> I will say your film does jump off of the page as a title more than anybody else's. So I'm hoping that that gives you a little <laughs> bit of an advantage. There are good titles though this year. There are some oh, there, there are, are some other catchy titles. But they're also everything though that I'm hearing about this category, Pam, there's no mm -hmm. Pixar in the mix this year. Correct. There's no Netflix in the mix this year. And those have been two of the big heavy hitters in that there's category. No, there's no Pixar, Disney, DreamWorks, Illumination, yeah. or Netflix. But there yeah. is an Apple J.J. Abrams production. So motherfuckers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Get those that it also has a title. They all have titles. And they're also, I will say, <laughs> quite good films. All all fifteen are are, are great. I love so listen, it, as somebody who watches every single nominated film every year, I always look forward to the animated shorts. They never thanks. they very rarely let me down. So um yes. and it is if is I can my just question say, to you. Yes. yes. I was just gonna say it's an honor to be nominated yes. to be nominated. <laughs> as true as you said it as soon as you said that i'm like yeah that sounds like it would be yes it is um, it really is i need to know what francis fisher is doing to support your campaign though because mm -hmm. francis fisher is very active in the andrea riseborough campaign as time is yeah. of the essence i i noticed. i she really is a little busy everybody <laughs> is i've called everybody and they're like mm, i'm on the two leslie thing and it's a whole thing you know <laughs> i assume caa is busy calling everyone and that's you know it, again she did a good job it's true yeah she's great in two i watched the movie this week i <laughs> yes. actually think it's a good movie with a very good performance it does seem like a little bit like a pyramid scheme in terms of the <laughs> tell two friends and they'll tell two friends and they'll tell two friends nature of this campaign but you know why similarly to us because i read an article about why is it like this similarly to us they don't have any money 
They don't have any money. Yeah. So, th- so that's right. all you can do is start an MLM uh, because yeah. that's all you have. So uh, it's uh, my MLM stands for word of mouth. <laughs> <laughs> of is spelled with an L. And I, yeah, that's all I have too with dicks. Like, yeah. please tell seven friends because I don't, I am the bank. <laughs> I'm the bank. The Andrew the... Riceboro story now to me is like, it's less that this is happening and more like, why isn't this happening for other, like, like, why doesn't everybody do this? Because like, maybe you should if it's getting this kind of attention. Like, well, there are rules. There are actual r- rules in for the I – mean, right. you know this. You've got to know this. But I'm like, sure they these, send you a whole packet. Do they send you a whole packet? I wouldn't say they send me a whole packet. And a lot of times <laughs> sure. you're just contacting them being like, is this okay? But uh, there are all these rules about campaigning. And sometimes you're like, no, I'm just talking to my friend. They're like, no, nah, that's campaigning. So you just sort of ah. don't. Like you kind of hands off. So it's, you have to like you have to hold the event and that let them come to you, kind of a thing. Is that the deal? Like you're going to hold the event. You can't actually ask someone to vote for you. I know that that Correct. is a rule. Yeah. Correct. The and the event has rules, and once the nominations come out, new rules. Like you can't have. Here's one. You can't have food and drinks at any screenings after the nomination. Mm-hmm. No ah. parties. No parties. Like it's just on in a room. I don't know what's happening. I'm not even in there. <laughs> <laughs> who knows i don't know what's going on i could anything could be on that screen as far as I'm anything concerned. Yeah. yes it might be magic mike double xl which would be a good double feature with my year of dicks i have to say honestly yes honestly yes i what it's funny because i asked you to do this episode we were kind of already planning to do magic mike double xl because the third movie is going to be in theaters when this mm-hmm. episode comes out so mm-hmm. i sort of floated this idea like hey pam because we were like we should have you on the show and you're in the midst of oscar buzz what would you think of magic mike double xl and the all caps nature of your reply was basically <laughs> the only answer that i needed to know I was like yeah that was a good idea all right very good i don't think you finished typing the second x I don't think and I, I was like, and I was like, I'm in. Excellent. I have uh, well, so we many words. Be happier to have you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm. I am. Um, I have too much to say about Magic Mike Double XL. So you'll just let me know when to stop. <laughs> excellent. We, well, yes, we'll give you the hand signal. We'll give Thank you the. You. Hug. Okay. Excellent. We'll hold we will five. be like. Yeah, we'll, we'll be I like the, the orchestra uh, playing you off of the stage. Uh, Thank you. From... Oh, it'll be good practice. <laughs> it'll be good practice, exactly, right? Uh, we are going to be so obnoxiously crowing about like how we helped. Uh, we, we were on the road to, to Oscar success. You are our first Oscar-buzzed guest. So I, I'm once, thrilled. If this succeeds, we can bring them all else in. So like that's... <laughs> Yeah. Come on, Rachel Weiss. You've got something in, in the works. Like, get That's on right. over and be on our podcast. Andrea, yeah. come and, on the yes. show. <laughs> 100%. Absolutely. You could spawn right. a second podcast called You Will Have Oscar Buzz. Exactly. And then you can just talk about your own campaign. That's on our business cards. That's what we hand to people. It's just like, you will have Oscar Buzz if uh, you follow this uh, this prescribed path. Yeah. Yeah. If it's um, 100% effective as of next week, we'll find out. <laughs> hopefully or else we'll just be like pariahs in the podcasting community then we'll be like nobody will touch us uh, we don't want that we don't want that happening um chris talk about why we wanted to talk about magic mike double xl uh why wouldn't we want to talk about magic mike double xl exactly. one of the masterpieces of the past decade um great movie also uh magic michael is about to have his uh last dance 
uh, supposedly coming soon to theaters. As I was watching this movie, though, it's like we can't, there can never be a last dance for Magic Mike. Like, I started getting very... Thank you. I, I should can't just be, be grateful that we're getting another Magic Mike, but I started feeling, like, yeah. emotional that there would be an end to this saga ever. That, like, it should just be going on in perpetuity. It should be, you know, they yeah. killed Jason in the Friday the 13th movie, so obviously the next one needs to be Magic Mike's Lives... Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> the dream child. A, a lightning. It can't. A lightning end. bolt I, hits a hits a like hits a, a rod that has been like that's how Jason gets revived in the one where like they put a like metal rod through him to think that that's going to get him and then a lightning bolt goes and revives mm-hmm. him. So that could the happen. Mike the Mike and the Furious. I say don't stick to one <laughs> franchise. That's true. Yeah. Well, but this is the thing. Channing Tatum has crossed franchises because he started in the first Step Up movie and. Mm-hmm. That is another franchise where, and this He's this made movie a few headlines makes in the me... past week talking about how he hated the GI Joe movies. Le- oh, that's right! I forgot. He's also in that, and he wanted very much to be part of the X Men franchise, yes. and that never happened. He wanted to have the Gambit movie, um, but this movie, Magic Mike Double XL, even more so than the first one, makes me think of the Step Up franchises because I look at Channing Tatum beyond the fact that he's just like otherworldly hot, right, and like that's sort of the the driving purpose of this movie he's such a good dancer like he's so talented as a dancer and i look at this and i'm just like i just marvel at that it's just like wow you are incredible like he you know he just moves really gracefully he is a really charismatic cool. dancer that yeah. like that's like his dancing is inviting and it, it is charisma it is like yes yes it, it is an invitation to watch yeah it's weird that he sort of had been out of movies for a couple of years before that dog movie and the Sandra Bullock movie happened last year. He made because, that like, dog movie a pandemic hit. He is our last yeah. movie star. But like, it's wild that we even allowed a like two year fallow period or however long it was. You know what I mean? Where it's he was just busy like, I can't dating imagine. Jesse J. I guess so. I guess that takes a lot of your time, which, you know. He was writing I get some it. children's books. That's true. Sparkella. Also, his like best friend or whatever producing partner uh, pal is the guy who wrote this Magic Mike Double Thing. It does feel like there's just like I kind of want to make another Magic Mike movie. What can we do about that? And he's just like, I'll write it for you. And and <laughs> and Soderbergh's like, I'll mostly direct it, and and that's fine. Um, I mean, any really jokes good aside, too. Like he was gone for a while because it just feels like. I don't, I mean, not to soapbox about it, but it does feel somewhat like the industry failed him, too. Like, he's so charismatic, and it's like, there should be so many things, not just the Magic Mikes of the world. There should be vehicles built around this guy that are not superheroes, that aren't, you know, I don't know. If we were doing traditional musicals again, he could be a musical star. Wasn't he, was it him that was attached to do Guys and Dolls with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? For two seconds. That sounds that sounds right. He had that thing at the Oscars where he and Charlize Theron like did that little dance Wonderful. number at the beginning in the like I can't remember who who's hosting uh year that was where that happened. That might have been Neil Patrick Harris the year Neil Patrick Harris hosted. Maybe. Um but like Magic Mike Double XL is isn't not a musical. Like it doesn't 
like it kind of flows that way a little bit, right? Double like, XL isn't just a musical. It's a put on the sh- put on a show to save the barn musical. Like structurally, <laughs> that's what it is. It's like yeah. It, I mean, it's a road trip movie, so it's like you know that the movie is going to end with a show, which is basically like. I mean, this all yeah. this is almost structured like Magic Mike's Last Dance to steal the title of the third one because it's like they're getting the gang back together to do one last big thing. I mean, right? What more do you need <laughs> in a musical? Pam, seeing this movie a second, I imagine this is not this was at least your second time seeing this movie. <laughs> How many? How many are we talking? <laughs> well, let me just say this is the this is the movie where if someone's like, "Oh, I haven't seen," then I've hit play. Before they finish the end of the sentence, and absolutely no one, absolutely no one has ever said, "I wish you hadn't done that." And I'm like, right, "Get right. your fists ready, because they're going to be in the air for the next two yeah. hours. You will not be able to stay only in your seat. You cannot." <laughs> there are moments in this movie. I, I saw I was supposed to do a 60 second plot description. So can I try? Oh, it'll happen. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Do you want to get to that? Okay. Let me try. Just let me try because we're talking about uh, it. And if you haven't seen it, pause. What I are you in okay. a car? Get out of the car. Get out of the car. <laughs> Go watch Magic Mike Double XL. There's never a wrong time to watch it. And yes. I will say, there are only two perfect sequels of the past thirty to forty years, and they are Paddington Two and Magic Mike Double XL. It is a perfect movie, but it is a perfect sequel because it says, "Oh, I'm sorry. Was it too dark? And we talked about drugs too much. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Let me get rid of all of that. <laughs> We're gonna make it louder and dancing." Yeah. So it's, yes, it's yeah. one last time before the bank does something. It doesn't matter. And they right. even, in the beginning, give you a little like, where's my Matthew McConaughey answer? They never don't deliver on the promise yes. of the premise. And it is here. What do you want? It's this. What do you like? It's this. What feels good to you? It's this. Who do you need? Andy McDowell? You are not prepared for what will happen. <laughs> scene by scene. The, the door That's opens true. and you will get up and go, I'm blown anew. <laughs> you can't. You can't. People who have never seen it before, I just love to watch it with them. So the answer is, I don't know, six. But here's how magic, Magic Mike double XL is. Uh, the last time I watched it was because I was with Dan and Eric, and Eric hadn't seen it. And uh, so it was like, we're going to put this on. And Eric would just have to just, again, get up and walk around and go, oh, my God, something's happening. Something's <laughs> happening. Something's happening. And he would walk to the kitchen. And he'd walk back. He'd say, something's happening. Something's happening. They've changed locations. They've changed locations. Something's happening. And then but eventually you're just Northern screaming. Northern Florida? Don- yeah. You're just screaming Donald Glover into a room. You're screaming. <laughs> Donald you are not prepared for what is about to happen to you at every moment. Even Amber Heard, you can see her be genuinely yeah. shocked at some of the things that are happening to her. And that's a face that doesn't like to break an emotion. And she's just like, whoa, no. like truly everyone is pleased. I saw so this much movie pleasure before, and half movie. of my notes are like cast member exclamation point. By the time we got to Elizabeth Banks by the end, I was like, oh my, like, <laughs> right. did You're not spent. remember that Elizabeth Banks was in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, because it's Chris, with Andy McDowell, with Elizabeth Banks, and Jada Pinkett Smith, and Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah, it is. Yes, with it's a good with my libido. I will say, if you don't know, Chris, it's never going to end because the live show exists. Yes, and, and so I, I wanted to talk about this because I wanted to rewatch. It was called Finding Magic Mike, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. The, the, the reality show. A competition show, which was fully <laughs> a ruse, but just wonderful television. I had a wonderful time with that show. Um, <laughs> yes. So, like, and that was my question about the trailer for the third one. I was like, 
they're putting on an actual show. They're staging a show with dancers. Don't worry about the plot. Are you asking about plot? Theater. Stop it. But my question was like, <laughs> is the plot that they're putting on the Vegas show that already exists and now I can go see this thing? Um, it, it, Possibly. It's an expanded I, I, universe. I want to get into the convention of it all, but we'll do that on the other end of the plot description because um, uh, it's 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 more in the weeds of the story. Chris, can you pull out your phone while I read out the, the uh, basics of the... I have a stopwatch right on my computer. All right. I, Pam, I'm just going to read out the basics of the, of the film, and then, then you can uh, give it your shot for 60 seconds. Um, we're talking about Magic Mike XXL this week. It is directed by Gregory Jacobs. We'll get into it. Written by Reed Carolyn. Starring Channing Tatum, Joe Manganiello... Matt Bomer, Adam Rodriguez, Kevin Nash, Gabriel Iglesias, Amber Heard, Donald Glover, exclamation oh point, Stephen Twitch Boss, exclamation point, Michael <laughs> Strahan, question mark, exclamation point, with Andy McDowell, with Elizabeth Banks, and Jada Pinkett Smith, exclamation points all around. It premiered on July 1st, 2015. God bless Pam, America. God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> Chris has the timer ready for you, uh, and you can begin when you are ready. Okay, but this is off the cuff, and I feel like I already did this. So here we go again. Here we go okay. anew. All right. Hit it. Okay, so Channing Tatum is never going to forget how good it feels to dance to Pony. And when he's all alone, he remembers, like, it's still in me. I got to do this. The gang is like, we're going to go and do this one last score. Like, we're going to get together. But, like, we're old and our bones hurt. And, like, we're just doing the thing. And then he's like, but what if we change it up? Like, what if we do it to, like, make women wet like what if we don't just get wet we get them wet let's stop being wet and start making them wet i'll show you at this gas station totally works uh, everybody's wet okay everybody's wet and then it's like what are we gonna do now oh we lost we lost fluffy that's okay we've got this other person it's jada pinkett smith who runs kind of a whorehouse that is just about your pleasure twitch is there you can't stop screaming money 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 and it is all about this hosting about how like naughty jada pinkett smith can talk to you anyway take it to a big giant show and and i don't know at one point there's a swing (laughs) yay magic like double xl a plus twenty perfect stars. Film. Perfect film. Yeah, great movie. Does this um, convention exist? Can okay, we go? That's, this is this is my thing about it because as I'm sure I've said on this podcast before, and I'm pretty sure I've said to you, Pam, before. I love any kind of movie where which has a nationals of any sort, yes. where like something mm-hmm. is the national. We're going to national. Yes, yes. I love bring we it can on. Take it all the way. I love, yes, that's my favorite aspect of Pitch Perfect is that they go to a nationals. I participated in a uh, New York City-wide trivia thing where, like, if you got first place, you got entered into a thing where you might go to Nationals. And I'm like, (laughs) I want to go to a Nationals so bad. Uh, We didn't get a chance to go. Um, So, like, the fact that this stripper convention, which I don't believe is a thing that exists, but, like, wouldn't it be nice, functions as a kind of, like, a Nationals for stripper teams. Mm -hmm. It's essentially bring it on for stripper teams. Take it off. I'm like... T- it's called Take It Off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like there could That's be an exotic dancer. That's why she's the professional, dancer. folks. That's, That's, why. Why. That's why I'm going yeah. to nationals for film. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that the... is what you would. That's what I would start calling the Oscars now. It's nationals. <laughs> nationals. <for film. laughs> One last time. I, uh, well, what it reminded me of was, and especially because it takes place in the South, is you see these like. Uh, Atlanta hair competitions and like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. That's the atmosphere that 
at least Jada specifically was giving me in this convention, this sort of like the lights are off and we're, we're going to put on a show and we're going to be really theatrical about it all. And that's the kind of vibe that I was getting, which like graft that vibe onto strippers and like thumbs are up. Like, yes, very good. (laughs) Well, and it also did the thing where, like I was saying, it's not about um, a body coming at you and sort of making fun of sex, making fun of the moves, making fun of you being, a body that is getting thrust upon or like, which is right for me, any kind of exotic dance situation I've been in. I'm like, I don't need it at me. Like why my nose? This is like, why specifically. I'm very wary about going to strip clubs in general, because I'm just like, am I going to be like the person that they zero in on and being like this fat bastard needs a good night out? And it's just like, no, like, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Well, I'll tell you as a, as a lady in one of these male or female, you do end up, well, this is not now, not now. Now I'm an invisible older woman, but in my twenties, yeah. It would be like, oh, we're going to do it all at her because she's cute and safe and we can do things on her. And I hated it eventually. Like, I did hate it. Like, you know, at first you're like, oh, I'm the belle of the ball. And then you're like, oh, no, I'm safe. And then I moved it into, yeah, you make your money and I'll be the prop you need. I get that. Yeah. But what is fun about Magic Mike Double XL is it's like, no, 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 (laughs) no. Like, I'm doing this because I like it yeah and you're doing this because you like it and this is the moment for us to meet in during the space the safe space of it like there's so much consent going on yeah Mm -hmm. and the andy mcdowell scene being like i guess the the tip of the top of it of like oh are we stripping i hadn't noticed you know just like (laughs) all all the way a glass of white wine it's just certainly sealed to her hand (laughs) i should say the one time i was ever at a female strip club Mm -hmm. Which was like the most cliche, every bit of this is cliche, where it's like, it's my college friend's bachelor weekend, so Mm -hmm. I'm in town, I'm the one gay guy in the group of straight guys, we all go to the strip club, I'm sort of sitting off to the side while everybody else is sort of, you know, it was, as a group, fairly tame, like nobody was being super, like, wolf whistly about it or anything like that, (laughs) but I'm sort of off to the side, and one girl sort of comes up and starts dancing, and she's like, hey, what would you like? And I'm just like... I'm the one gay guy with my group of straight guys. And she's like, oh, cool. And and she like mentions this one gay bar in Buffalo that she always goes to. And it's just like, we ended up like having a conversation as I'm like giving her money because like I'm wasting her time otherwise. <laughs> I'm, like, not. So it's just, like, and it's just like, here's some money, here's some money. We're just going to chat about like local gay Buffalo. bars that she's been to. I I'm went, like, yep, I, yeah, great. I went to a bachelorette party for two women who were marrying was just just one of the women. No, they were both there. So it was an all lesbian, mostly lesbian yeah. bachelorette party with a male stripper who shows up. And so I wasn't expecting that. And they were like, yeah. "This will be hilarious and fun and whatever. We're just gonna ah, like dick in my face. Like it's <laughs> like it's funny for them. Like dick in my face." Yeah. And I just went up to him and I was like, "I would like to be your gopher. Here's a bunch <laughs> nice. of cash. Never touch me, and I will do whatever you." need and i was like i'm gonna go get you a soda and some pizza and he was like i super appreciate that and i just was like that was oh that's sweet it was great because he never had to like you know sometimes they're like oh she's a no that means yes and i was like don't Uh do any of it please (laughs) approach me never i don't care how much they tell you if they give you two hundred dollars to put your finger your finger on me i will triple it (laughs) (laughs) please don't touch me diet coke and boneless wigs coming right up yeah 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 fantastic i love that 
Um, I've never been to a female stripping establishment, though I do know that in the city of Pittsburgh, you have to have one article of clothing and they do allow it to be socks. Uh, yes, I was just about to that. say, that's what this guy did. And I have been to a strip club in Pittsburgh. So Exactly. There you go. There we go. Uh, for me, in those type of environments, it tends to be like Rick Moranis rock walking into there. So I don't really get special attention. Um, <laughs> that's so weird that you just put yourself as, <laughs> honey, I ruined the strip club. <laughs> However, I would would like to believe in a world where, like, uh, I mean, I guess uh, we do live in a world where a show like this exists. It's in Vegas. It's in Vegas. It's in London. It's in Miami. It's uh, you're just listing all the places we're going to have to go on trips together. Yeah, it's it's, there's a non-equity tour. Yes, (laughs) bring it on, take it off. Let's do it. That's this is the this had Oscar buzz (laughs) roadshow. Listen. You've got the Lin Manuel Miranda connection for Bring It On, so mm-hmm. like let's let's make that sequel to that stage show happen, but our way. And oh uh, my yeah. god, yes! All right, we've okay. really figured this out. We have figured this out. Um, I wanted to sort of lead the uh, the Oscar buzz conversation though with a little bit of like I was watching this movie and I'm like we're doing this for this had Oscar buzz and we should be. I don't know if this movie ever had any real Oscar buzz, Chris. It kind what- of did because the thing about this movie was it was seen somewhat of as a box office disappointment. Because it yes. only made like $65 million. It made less than the first one. Right, exactly. It made less than the original. And But when you saw towards the end of the year, though, you saw a lot of critics and prominent critics bringing it back into the conversation in a way that like... It was reclaimed pretty quickly yes. by a lot of like high-end critics. And yeah. by a lot of straight male critics. <laughs> yeah. Um, who understand that this is, on top of everything else, it is also a dude's rock movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It is friendship cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is one hundred percent friendship it is, cinema. I mean, like almost more than anything, it's friendship cinema. Um, but the biggest part of the Oscar buzz of the first one was that McConaughey performance. Right. He won the Independent Spirit Award for that. A lot of people were sort of pushing for that. It ended up being like the precursor to that like McConaissance uh, run that he had with Dallas Buyers Club yeah. the next year. He should have had an Oscar nomination for that thing. One hundred percent. I I absolutely agree. It's it's. Uh, it's the it's a classic supporting actor performance. It's also a classic supporting actor scene. villain performance too. At that, um. mm-hmm. yes, it's and this movie starts off where and it's so funny because he gets the phone call from Tarzan from Kevin Nash, being like, "It's Dallas, man, he's gone." And all of a sudden, and I'm right, literally writing my down in my notes. I totally forgot that Dallas had died between these two movies. <laughs> no. And then he gets to the that was the, the Dallas motel. Buyers Club. That was. <laughs> Um, and God, I never made that connection either. Um, and then he gets there and it was all a ruse. And I was like, oh, right. That's why I don't remember it that way. But like, they're like, yeah, Dallas and the kid who was the ox for character, like fucked off to Europe and are like dancing around Europe or somewhere. And I'm like, first of all, what a nice, clean way of just like getting rid of that, of the actor who wasn't going to come back and the actor who didn't work in the first one. And they're both out and like, and pretty cleanly and quickly, because in my mind, I sort of was like, oh, was Channing Tatum like the ingenue of that first one? And he's the sort of babe in the woods. It's like, no, 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 no. no that was Alex Pettifer. The, the guy who I totally forget is part of these movies. I and... also don't know how you would have made his character work in this movie. Like this movie's about no. a good time and no. that character is not a good time. 
That's right. Cutting him is like addition by subtraction, right? You get rid of him and all of a sudden everybody's like more fun. And But now all of a sudden it's exploring these relationships that Magic Mike has with like Richie and and the Matt Bomer character and whatnot. And it's like, I don't know if these relationships even existed too much in the first one, but they're like, they're handled really well. For for as much as this movie is like, dicks, 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 dancing, 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 um, it takes the time to be like, yeah, like, Bomer would probably be upset with him. And, you know, uh, Richie is kind of the the big dog of this crew now and now Mike's coming back and there's a little bit of jockeying for position and in a fairly economical way this movie like does character stuff pretty well I think I love that Tarzan's real name is Eugene Ernest <laughs> Ernest. Ernest Ernest I knew it started yes. with an E <clears throat> props to this series too for going two full movies and not having the thing where like they walk into the room and like Tarzan's there like dead in a seat or whatever because he's like the old guy you know what I mean because like I kept sort of expecting it watching both of the movies the first time being like oh is like Kevin Nash gonna like die and they'll all learn learn a lesson about like you know that's what that's the magic of this film everything you are worried is gonna happen doesn't happen but I didn't get to finish the magic of this film so the last time I saw it Eric's walking around unable to stop praying (laughs) then then thanks just prayers of thanks all over the kitchen (laughs) Uh, and we were like that was a good time I get on the plane the next day to go home, and I am seated next to Big Dick Richie. And I say get to this man, say to this man as we're saying, which I only recognize that it's Joe because he's holding Bubbles, his dog, that he takes everywhere. And I know this because I had seen him one year earlier, one year ago right now at the Independent Spirit Awards, where he awesome. was seated at the table next to me, and we all took a picture with him and his dog. So I said, I leaned over and I said, hey, so I have this thing where I collect pictures of me and your dog, and this is our second time. Are you ready? <laughs> 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 and he said, yes, of course. And I said, also, I just watched one of your films last night, one of your masterpieces. And, uh, you know, I, so I made this happen. I conjured you here. Also worked with Sophia in one of my first jobs ever. I was just about ever. to bring that up, Pam. Yes. Yes. You wrote for yes. Hot Properties. Was that the Hot show? Properties. And I was like, yeah. and at this point I can see him be like, oh no, it's too much. And I was like, but also I just wrote a script for Channing. Anyway, here's a picture. Click, click. <laughs> and then I sent it to Dan and Eric and I was like, you're not going to believe this. And this is true. When I sat down after this and saw him, my pants ripped. Now, I was wearing these new vintage pants. Pam, Pam this is too much. I, I know it's too much. They're over here. I can show you. They tore apart at the thighs like a hulk. I hulked out of these green... Uh, <laughs> this is awful. I've, why am I telling this in public? I hulked. I sat down, hulked out, thigh out. And then I had to like put my coat down on my legs for the whole flight home. Because there was no way I could then turn to him and be like, you just made my clothes rip off. You're telling the story here. Don't tell anyone. Because... Barbara Walters is no longer around to do a Barbara Walters special before the Oscars, so you can't tell it there. So you're telling it here, and we appreciate it. It was too much. It was too much. He's so nice. His dog is so wonderful. The dog goes everywhere. The dog is Bubbles, and you can see him on all of Joe's social media. Is he, like, prolifically social, like, prolific Instagrammer or whatever? Yeah. Like, he does? Yeah? Yeah. Uh, and now That's I have fine. two pictures of Bubbles, Joe, and me, and I hope I have nine more before, I mean, you know, Magic Mike Last Dance is coming up. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so you bring up a good point, though. What can you say about writing a 
a thing for Channing Tatum. I am adapting Sparkella. I have written the script right. that we hope right. will get made. That's about as much as I can say. But okay. it's wonderful working with Free Association, which is his company and all these people. And that I did yeah. I did open with just nothing but not talking about Magic Mike Double XL, <laughs> which is they were like, I mean, we're talking about a children's book. And I was like, I know, but also uh, because I can't not talk about how wonderful this film is. But I was I didn't know at the time they were making a third. So I had I felt like I was just like, and if you make a third, please, please call me because if it's not called Magic Mike Triple X, what are you fucking doing? And I was like, and then yeah. I was like, you know, what's great about that. They didn't take that advice, obviously. And I was like, but what's great is, you know, the second one you did so perfectly where you didn't do like a dark origin story of why is Mike magic? Where did he get his magic? You just like right. went out here and had fun with the people who wanted to have fun with you. And I was like, and what's great is on the third one, you now you can just go balls out. And I was like, <gasps> You have to call it Magic Mike Balls Out. If you want, <laughs> how could you not? How could you not? Michael. That's the fifth one because four is Magic Mike Lives, five yes. is Magic Mike Balls Out. Balls yeah, Out. There we go. But they've yeah, missed yeah, yeah. this triple X in the same way that it, it, now you see me, now you don't. Like, it, like I know. I'm what? a big proponent of now you don't. Now I you know. don't. It should have it. Oh, I'm so mad. It's like, right my there. shoulders won't go down of the, the injustice of some of these titles. But anyway, it's true. Secretly, we know this one's called. Balls out. Magic Mike Triple X. And how could they not release it on Valentine's Day? They know what they're doing all the time. I know. It was supposed to be. It's a... Sorry. It's an intuitive little franchise that like knows what you're what you're looking for before you even realize. But uh, that that is because I think they know how to follow the joy, and I think the I think that is yeah. what Channing is all about. The movie starness of him is it's he is joyful and inviting. Yes. So he's yes. like, we're all having a good time. If you see him, you're like, is that him? And he's like, yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so he's like, yep. Well, we're doing it again. The fact the fact that the big sort of spotlight star moment at the end of the movie where like the climax of this no pun intended um (laughs) uh stripper convention i almost called it a cheerleader convention because it really is like a cheerleader convention um he shares that moment with twitch Mm -hmm. like he and twitch do like the mirror routine which by the way i forgot to look up who choreographed this movie um but i'll find out for you it's such a clever like thing and it gives twitch this like moment to just sort of like share in i know that like the camera's obviously paying more attention to mike because he's our main character but like this spectacle moment is uh nicely shared i need to mention if uh, anybody listening doesn't already know uh steven twitch boss died earlier this year or at the end of december i can't remember but very recently um died way too soon and he was a so you think you can dance guy from the early seasons and you know how much i love that show so mm-hmm. it is very very sad and watching this movie made me a little for as much as like this movie is like unadulterated joy that was my one thing where it's just like that little touch of melancholy because yeah. he was such a talented dancer and he really does like in the small role jump off the screen and i really really was grateful to channing for giving him that for sharing in that big moment in the movie yeah. with him so, yeah, yeah. Um, the, all the routines are good, though. All the routines in this movie are really like, really creatively, cleverly done, and that's why it feels like a musical to me because it really does move from like the gay bar uh, that they go to, which, by the way, is like all of the, these the little. This is also why. <laughs> 
it does feel like the Odyssey a little bit, right? I know I compared After Hours to the Odyssey last week, but it does feel like they're just going from like this one little realm of in the kingdom or whatever to you know this mm-hmm. little island where like this is the one where Andy McDowell is a is a siren or whatever, and I, this is the I one where Jada like, Pinkett like rules this realm. It's an Odyssey through things that they maybe didn't realize or like audiences that they didn't maybe realize in the first movie that they were playing to, right? That's like a good point. joyfully so. And that's why I think that the movie is more than just like a good time. It's actually a really smart movie, you know. This isn't just smooth brain because it's like they go to a gay bar. They go to a like stripper club house thing that's an audience of all black women. They yeah. go to um like the wine moms, but they're not really wine moms. They're undersexed wine moms. Moms, you know, I was gonna say they do go get wine for the moms. They're the so, type like, of very the, definitionally like, wine. Are the moms. type of women that you know wouldn't oh, probably go to a strip club, but probably did go see Magic Mike. I want like, a new yeah. Lilith Fair, and the headliner is undersexed wine moms. <laughs> <laughs> it just Perry opens with all of them like and Amy Man. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Okay, that's how all their songs begin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. And they let the the other thing that I like about it though is they let all these sequences breathe mm-hmm. and really just sort of like they like run on their own momentum and some are shorter and some are uh, longer. the The gas station scene, I remember in my mind it was like, oh, that's like a fifteen minute scene, and it's really short. He's like, it's he's only in there for a couple of minutes, and it's like you know not even like it's half of I want it that way. I rewound and it three times. When I watched it's, it. This week. <laughs> such a good it's such Perfect a good scene, scene because and i had forgotten that the lead up to it is they're all rolling on molly <laughs> and trying to figure out how to like give uh big dick richie his mojo back because he doesn't like now all of a sudden the idea that like he can't be a fireman anymore has like it's rocked his soul and so now they're like you gotta make this girl smile what did we just see her in chris i just i remembered uh le- oh, the leisure seeker the leisure seeker right um the only other time I'd ever seen her in anything. But, like, the best part of that scene, I mean, it's a tremendous, like, he's such a, he's a great dancer, too. But it's the other guys on the outside scurrying from one part of the window to look in to the <laughs> other part of the window to look in yeah. uh, and cheering him on. Dude's is, rock, man. Dude's rock. They just really supported him in that scene. And I really liked that. Um, I do have to say, scene. because... Uh, I, as a person coming up in the early 2000s, I am an NSYNC person, and that scene is enough to make me a Backstreet person. (laughs) Same. Well, I want it that way as an unimpeachable song. Like, I was was mostly an NSYNC person, too. But um, I want it that way as an unimpeachable song. (laughs) And this movie was, like, a good reminder of that. All the songs are well chosen and that it's the few of them that are like the big hits that you remember. The ones that are a little bit more anonymous all have that same kind of like R&B fuck jam uh, one quality of to them. Or... One which like, can we get HBO Max to replace right. the track? Well, and yeah. then um, the... It's it's Richie's number at Nationals, right? Where it's it's the I Wanna Marry You song that was fucking everywhere yes. in like that exact moment that they filmed it. But then it gets it goes into nine inch nails. And I was like, right. And that's where the that's where the uh um the sling comes in. And it's just 
uh, well chosen. I don't know. My mind is now drifting. I don't know. I, it's because you're um, remembering. You you went into a memory. I saw it. I saw you were like, and then uh, yes, the Nine Inch Nails, like, and then your eyes rolled back, and you were watching the movie like, again. Yeah, I was it's okay. I was going to be like, really was Allison Falk is the name of the choreographer. Uh, her team Thank includes oh. Teresa Espinoza and Luke Broadlick. Broadlick. As in licking a lady. Come on, Luke. <laughs> Luke lick a lady tonight. Uh, with some input from Channing Tatum. And uh, yeah, they said nice. a lot of times because he's self-taught, they, they just let him go. And then they filmed it. And then they were like, do it with the drill. And then he did. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's, I the love it even more. The sequence at the beginning of this movie so good like so good you almost wonder if it's a visual effect how tight his pop and locking is mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. on screen yes one of the one of the great world wonders <laughs> but this dancing. oh so allison yeah. falk so i'm looking at the cast list allison falk the choreographer was the girl in the helmet in the motel who's like running around <laughs> and like runs past him into the pool and oh, like yeah. is like banging her head into people's chests for no reason. Yeah. So um that's fantastic. Yeah, it's once again, I'm just mentally I've I've gone to Yeah, you went place, away. So you guys, it's okay. Yeah, I did. She's that's also right. from Florida. So a lot of Florida. Are you saying here. she's a lady of Tampa? <laughs> it says she's from Pembroke Pines. So I don't All right. Know. All right. Also was a choreographer on The Lost City. So obviously she and Channing have a uh have a good working relationship. It's very clear if you go to her. Oh, it looks like she also choreographs the Magic Mike Live shows. Magic Mike Live Berlin. Can that be where we start the tour? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I'm clicking it. We'll just do this at Oscar Buzz Live shows, but only in the places where the Magic Magic Mike Live show have the Magic Mike Theater. It's not bad. Yeah, Yeah, here's London, you guys. I'm following them all on Instagram. My Instagram (laughs) just got 3,000% better. Nice. <laughs> Photo- <laughs> image wise fantastic yes! yes miami you guys this is gonna be a good tour of us so starting in berlin starting in berlin <laughs> i want to talk about jada pinkett smith in this for a second because this is and again you're losing mcconaughey so you're losing definitely like a big part of that first movie mm-hmm. he's so much of that movie's quotability is him and that energy and even, like, in story, they're like, we need an MC. Like, nobody really thinks that Gabriel Iglesias is going to be, like, sufficient as an MC. Sorry to that guy's character. Um, but, like, they need somebody to bring that McConaughey energy. And it's like, where are they going to get it? Where are they going to get it? And Jada brings it in a totally different way, but in this, like, really recognizable for after I saw this movie, my friend Nick and I, every single time we would talk, Nick Davis, former guest of the show, we would say, like... Queens, are you ready? Are you to be like, exalted? You know, <laughs> how are you, my queen? Are you ready for a for an exalting day or whatever? And it's just like that kind of that vibe is so much fun, and it like it's indicative of the kind of all for you, my queens kind of nature of this movie, where like it's just giving it to you. Uh, it sure is. Time. It well, sure I mean, is. she's filling that McConaughey slot, but like she it's, sure um, is. It, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I do. But like, it, it, it totally tells you the difference between what these two movies are because McConaughey was a villain. She is basically a pure just MC role in this movie, and because the whole what last half hour of the movie is just that act, you know, ten twenty the 
whatever Elizabeth Banks calls it. But yeah, the ten twenty slots, a money slot, the money, money slot. slot. She's so still, and she's also the history. She's she's the origin mm-hmm. story in some way that we don't get to learn yes, about of the right. sequel of like she, yeah they have yeah we don't get the prequel uh, origin of Magic Mike and yet we still get little hints into. Mm-hmm. The past, the past of this man. Magic Mike um, XL is not just friendship cinema. It is friend with your hot ex cinema. <laughs> this is true. I think that's what's going to be happening with Selma Hayek in uh, Magic oh, Mike. Oh, that's the not whole the trailer I, is yeah. essentially that. The yeah. trailer is she's the only one who ever believed in me. My arms are still up. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been able to brush my teeth since I saw the trailer. <laughs> So this movie, uh, Magic Mike Double XL, finished number 15 on the Village Voice year-end poll, but also Jada Pinkett-Smith was a runner-up for Best Supporting Actress for their uh, for their poll. And it does remind me that, like, a lot of people, because you know you get all these, like, here's who we, who is going to get nominated for the Oscars, but here's, like, my left-field choice who I would nominate. And those are always really fun. I always mm-hmm. love reading those from different people. And I remember Jada showed up on at least a few people's lists of, like, this would be a really cool supporting actress nomination. And this was the year that Chris Rock hosted the Oscars and made the joke about Jada boycotting because she and Will boycotted that Oscars because he didn't get nominated for concussion. Um, tell the truth. And uh, so why did I remember that as the girls trip year that he was like, they wouldn't have invited you. No, like, it wasn't. It was the Magic Mike Double XL year. Mm. But that was his joke. He was like, uh, Jada boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. You weren't invited anyway, which is, <laughs> by the way, a terrible joke. But it's also absolutely the root reason why Will Smith slapped that man last year. Right. <laughs> like, that was the origin. Speaking of origin stories, like, that was uh, the, the there seed was stuff that before even that, that tree. too. Probably. I'm, well, yes. Um, but I remember at the time being like, that's too mean. She was really good in Magic Mike Double XL. She might have been, you know, nominated. I was now doing the Sean Penn, uh, Jude Law's one of our <laughs> finest actors <laughs> moment, except it was about Jada at that moment because like she was really good that year. Of all years to like make that crack about Jada, that year especially, I was like, it, it's, you know, he wasn't seeing all the important movies, clearly, Chris Rock that year. Um, so it all comes around to the Oscars. Pam, who are you going to slap when you get nominated for an Oscar? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm currently accepting applications. So Joe, it can be you. It's not too late. No one's asked me that before. The honor of my life. If I got slapped on stage by my good friend Pam at the Academy Awards, I would never, ever stop bragging about that. So yes. (laughs) Oh, man. It, this movie showed up on a lot of people's top tens, though. I, I sort of jotted mm-hmm. that down in our um, uh, list. Manola Dargis had it on hers at the New York Times. David Ehrlich at IndieWire. Christopher Orr at The Atlantic. It was on the AV Club and Time Out London and Slant Magazine, all of their top ten lists. Um, Pam, you wanted to talk about um, the Roxanne Gay uh I, appreciation. Yes, I just want to make sure if nobody, if you, if you are a Magic Mike Double XL lover, as if you're breathing, you are. Yes. It, uh, Roxanne Gay did a piece back in the toast uh, in July first, 2015, um, <laughs> where she is talking about. It's just called. <laughs> the title is "I wanted to hug every part of him with my mouth." A Magic Mike Double XL recap. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's still live and up if you want to go it uh, is. read it. If you can find yeah. her doing it live, which is how I've also seen it, it's uh, wonderful if you can hear her doing some sort of reading of it. Seek it out because she does hug him with every part of her mouth while she's telling you the story. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do a quick YouTube search and see if it's anywhere. Um, oh, it's just good. And she's right, you know, like it'll say some things happen that don't matter <laughs> because everyone's fully clothed. And then Mike gets a phone call from the old gang. <laughs> Sentences like that um, do recap this uh, quite well. And it's uh, it's worth your time. Yeah. Uh, doesn't seem to be available on YouTube uh, all the more, uh, unfortunately, for that. But yes, uh, seek it out on... Uh, I love that the Toast still has uh, stuff that's up. All uh, the internet should be forever. Maybe not. Maybe that's a bad... Maybe that's a too broad of a brush, but this should be forever. This should never leave. Um, what else? A-Cinema score, unsurprisingly. This is the thing, is critics were really, really mixed. They came around by the end of the year, but when this movie came out, there was a lot of... Not like mixed reaction, a lot more negativity than I remember there being. Uh, but audiences, obviously, this is this is the most self-selecting A minus cinema score too, because it's like you know what you're going for when you go to this movie, and this anybody who went to see this movie for any of those reasons, this movie delivered. You know what I mean? Like this, uh, nobody went to this movie being like and walked away being like, well, Alex Pettifer wasn't in it, so I guess I'm going to give it a C. <laughs> like that, just like nothing that never happened. So the things um, I was reading said it was. 96% female, the ticket buyers. Wow. 96. Honestly, gay men should have done better. I, like, honestly, yeah, we will show up for Salma. That's yeah. true. We will be showing up for Salma. Uh, 100%. Um, Listen, yeah, I think I'm saying one more time now. I have, I've been saving this Vanity Fair article <laughs> till after this. And all I did was just open it so that I could put it in the thing here, and it just begins. Yeah. I'm not. I am not a normal person when I talk about Channing Tatum. <laughs> but anyway, it just begins with him saying, "I'll go slow." Promises Channing Tatum. He looks down, his chiseled brow furrowed in concern. How's that? He asks. Too slow. It's like I wrote it. <laughs> oh, this is like this read. is just out. This is Jessica Pressler's article. This is just article out. This just out. out this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As okay. an athlete and a dancer, Tatum is used to contorting his body into exotic positions, and it doesn't take long for him to find his rhythm. Oh, yeah, he says. His thighs are taut. His massive hands are made for stuff like this. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find myself starting to lose control. Oh, God, I say. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, Tatum announces triumphantly. We're making a baby. Oh, no, I shriek. The hunk of clay I've been attempting to make into a vase slips from my grasp and flings itself dramatically off the pottery wheel, which continues to spin madly, splattering me with a vicious, viscous brown liquid until the instructor at the Brooklyn studio where we've been taking a lesson comes over to gently remind me to take my foot off the pedal. <laughs> First of all, five stars, Jessica. Absolutely uh, agree with uh, all of that. A plus. Jessica Pressler so the, writes everything Jessica from Pressler now on. <laughs> is just our poet laureate of uh, stripper culture, oh. uh, apparently, as... Um, from the hustlers that scores to uh, Channing Tatum and a pottery wheel. First of all, I love that we are now 30 plus years from Ghost. So now we can like repurpose the pottery wheel as sex uh, object, sex surrogate, but uh, but in a for an entirely new generation. So, this is very good. <clears throat> so did you not know that in this they talk about how he has the rights for Ghost? 
I Ghost? did see no? that. I, I haven't read this piece Is yet. Is that but why I did they did the pottery wheel? That he okay. wants to remake Ghost. Well, it says. I don't want to read this whole article to you, but I will. I thwack a new piece of clay onto my wheel. You got this, girl. Cheers, Tatum. Ride the clay bull. Moments later, he has produced another small vessel. Now I know why they put this in ghost, he says, then smooths out the lip of a piece he notes looks rather like a vagina. This whole process is very, very sexual. Meanwhile, my clay is flapping around all over the place. Ghost was great, I mutter, as I struggle to get a hold of it. We actually have the rights, Tatum says. Wait, what? Yeah, we have the rights to ghost. I press hard on the clay while he tells me about how his production company, Free Association, is trying to pull together a remake of Ghost with him potentially playing the Patrick Swayze role. But we're going to do something different, he says, adding that the original, like many movies of its day, contains some problematic stereotypes. I think it needs to change a little bit and have our thump. Tatum looks up from his vagina as my wheel makes an angry spluttering sound. I'm just going to leave. I'm going to leave you guys there. I couldn't. I feel good so yeah i was gonna say so many of those so, so much of that is so promising in uh several different ways uh, i would love to see channing tatum do a remake of ghost you could just send say i would love to see channing tatum and i was like yeah, well, yeah. i don't yeah. anything you yeah, say why after is he that? not sitting next to me on an airplane anywhere uh, with my pants bursting hulking out of my pants i am constantly almost making a fool out of myself one by one through the magic mic cannon and you will text me every once in a while and just be like it happened again (laughs) (laughs) just be like some other celebrity encounter it's true it does it's happened (laughs) diane warren doesn't know how many times i've been near her going (laughs) but it's more than three it's more than three Thank God she has an Oscar finally. Ugh. Thank God she wanted it so much that she uh, she she wanted it so much that she cut off Cher in the middle of Cher presenting the award for her, which is my favorite aspect of that Governor's Awards presentation. And she could still get a competitive nomination this year. Still, what's the movie again, Chris? That she could get nominated for? Tell it like a woman. Sure. Yes. It's yes, why not? It's an anthology. What else about Magic Mike? We haven't talked enough about Andy McDowell. I feel like we've like we've haven't. we've so uh, good. <laughs> All right, Pam. As a noted uh, Andy McDowell in Four Weddings and a Funeral, uh, truther. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lot. Yes, anti fan. Yes. How do you think she fared in this movie? Well, she. I mean, it. It the scene happens like she came in as the punchline of that like she came in as her truth herself where she was like she just sat down like you're goddamn right it's andy mcdowell like it could have been that thing where they always call him bill murray in the movie like i don't know why they didn't just say this is andy mcdowell right right it very well could have just been andy mcdowell (laughs) it would have all been like of course it is and she was like yeah i forgot my mom plays her own daughter like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. this is my mom and she's uh feeling horny what are we gonna do about it channing tatum like we could have (laughs) just turned to the cameras and like here's what's up she was free what are we gonna do with her right um no she's fine but she's i mean i she does the thing that i find very difficult to like if i knew a person like this i wouldn't hang out with them so i suppose that's part of maybe it's not her acting it's this is worse to say but it might be wow she's not my cup of tea this is terrible we're gonna cut all this leave the rest of it totally not embarrassed about it this is something i shouldn't say in public because it doesn't I'm seem nice this and sending it directly to our friend yeah it doesn't I'm uh, yeah i'm just talking to jeff now and he knows like yeah, he loves he yeah. loves her and i uh yeah she's just someone's cup of tea most people's yeah. cup of tea she is not mine and i think that's because i don't trust her <laughs> Chris, i don't you do trust, trust her, her. 
Oh, I love her in this movie. I on this I rewatch, too, actually, I was thinking yeah. so much of Jennifer Coolidge because, like, mm-hmm. is she sure. not also playing Jennifer Coolidge? Because Jennifer Coolidge also has that giant southern match- mansion that they filmed The Beguiled at, and it's like this kind of looks like that mansion. So, wouldn't be surprised if this is somewhat loosely based on Jennifer Coolidge as well. Um, she makes the word "damn" have fourteen syllables. <laughs> this is true. Um, <laughs> I, I think she's wonderful in this movie. Soderbergh I reunion, like her a lot. which I mean, they can't claim right? it because yeah. they don't claim that Soderbergh directed this movie. How much of this movie do we think Soderbergh actually directed? One hundred percent. Every second of this movie. He's very talented. Why? What? 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 Why the charade? Why the uh, the going through the motions of being like he wasn't directing it? Because I do think it hurt the movie perception wise. That like people saw it okay. as like the lesser movie that he passed off to his AD. And and I think a lot of people sort of like took that preconceived notion into that movie, especially critics. But like, I guess it was to maintain this idea that he was retired because he had right. like gone Which through that really like was. fakey fake retirement as he was like making the Nick for several seasons. Um, Yeah, it's a little puzzling. Steve, what's up with that? Call in. We're taking calls. We're taking calls. <laughs> Steven Soderbergh on line one. Um, <laughs> we'll forever call it the Soderbergh line. I think yeah. <laughs> m- maybe it has to do with guilds. Whenever it's this, yeah. I'm always like, oh, it's it's contracts or guilds. That is or true. he had a deal that he couldn't get out of. And so he's like, well, then I didn't make this one. And they're like, right. but you're there. And he's like, How, who knows where I am? Right. <laughs> well, it's that thing where like musicians that you liked would like, why are they doing another greatest hits album? And it's like, oh, to get out of like a deal a or to like to fulfill a contract mm-hmm. or whatever. And you never really sort of think about it. You're always sort of thinking about it through this lens of, um, you know, auteur driven uh, careers or whatever. This was the thing that I learned when I first started interviewing actors. And I still haven't, I don't do that a ton, but whenever I do, I've learned to curb the impulse to act, ask especially younger actors, why did you choose this role? Because the answer is always like, because I got it. Like, it was just <laughs> like, you sort of, I think we overestimate the degree to which most people can, uh, craft their career. I guess Soderbergh's a bad example of that because he is one of those people who can like, you know, pick and choose to do what he wants. Um this vanity the thing that this vanity the fair thing that, oh, go right ahead. Oh god. No, no keep go reading ahead. the vanity fair article. Fam. No, no, I was gonna We're say gonna it answers sued. some of your where did he go questions. Oh, okay. There we go. There we oh, go. fabulous. This is the thing where I just like talk out of my butt and like eventually somebody's like you know there are answers to that that you can like find well and not to be reading an article about Channing Tatum while you're talking about something else I'm sorry he's distracting (laughs) (laughs) but there are pictures in this article and also you know it's just How about- was Pam on your podcast? Well, she read the Vanity she- Fair article pretty much the entire time. <laughs> sometimes out loud, but sometimes just quietly to herself. She opened a binder full of articles about Channing Tatum and read them to us. <laughs> you know, she does that no matter where you have her. <laughs> Do not go Whether to you are there or not. Worn, the, the spine of this binder was kind of falling apart. <laughs> they did interview oh, Roxanne man. for this Vanity Fair article. See? <laughs> Here we go. Perfect. I, I look. All, right. all I feel like, I just feel like we are creating our own secret here. I just want you to know that sometimes I think about yes. Channing Tatum and amazing things yes. happen. That's all I know to be true in my life. I think about Channing sure. Tatum, and sometimes he shows up on my computer in a Zoom, 
to say, do you want to work together? And then sometimes I think about Channing Tatum because I've watched him. And then I sit down on a plane next to Big Dick Richie. So what I'm saying to the two of you right now and everybody <laughs> listening to this podcast, Manifest. while I have Oscar buzz, I'm on this head Oscar buzz with current Oscar buzz. I don't know about Tuesday. But today, <laughs> as we conjure up the magic of Mike, yes, think about what as we enter this year of the rabbit, of which I am, we have a moment here. To see what will happen between now and Valentine's Day. Okay. When your wish will jump from your heart to the screen and then move on to go get whatever it is. I'm not, this is true. This is science. So here's the thing. And I don't want to like put myself on blast for like thing plans that I have in the future because that's weird. I am flying to Los Angeles to see this movie with a bunch of gay men. So like... I will be on an airplane mm-hmm. from New York to Los Angeles mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. And those are the flights. That was the flight where Stasi from Vanderpump Rules was in the row ahead of me, mm-hmm. which is a very different thing than Big Dick Richie. <laughs> but, and I also don't fly the like class of airfare <laughs> that would uh, be uh, uh, put me next to the fancy schmance. But I did fly to the Toronto International Film Festival one time, a mere like four rows behind Diana Ross, who I knew was Diana Ross because her hair was resplendently big. It's amazing. Um, and like, basically, are you sure it wasn't Andy McDowell who also has resplendently big hair? Unintentionally, sort of like, had no choice but to like follow her to customs because like that's where everybody. It's not like you know anybody had like you go single file line essentially to customs and like from customs to baggage claim and just sort of like three steps behind Diana Ross the entire time and her entourage. Um, so maybe I am going to manifest seeing Channing Tatum on my flight to LA to see Magic Mike's Last Dance. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe. Fingers crossed. I, I, I actually meant you can go, you can dream bigger. <laughs> that's all I meant. Like. <laughs> wow. No, that's as big as I can do. That's it. That's it, Pam. That's all I got. <laughs> when you dream the attainable, I feel like you're, you're wasting a wish. Wait, what do you think I can? That I can go to stripper nationals? Is that the thing? Is that the thing? You're getting closer, though. Yeah, okay. man. Like, what do you want out there? What do you want? Do you want to be the Elizabeth Banks of stripper nationals? I would be. Oh, like deciding who gets to go at 1030 and whatnot? Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Okay. But like, you, that's big. She okay. does some MCing. She does. Before do Jada MC. shows up and's like, I got this. I think Joe yeah. would be a great man C, though. I thought you said man C instead of MC, and I was like, yes. Like, if Joe walked around being like, why are My we queens. here? My queens. <laughs> why are we here? We know why we're here. What are we going to see? What are we going to do? Do you? Wait, are you doing this me? Is the gig are you doing are, a, are you doing a Joe do impression? I'm, I'm just doing like when being we chill? are doing live shows at the Magic Mike Theater. <laughs> yes, it's empty, but we're doing live shows yeah. at the Magic Mike yeah. Theater. There's no audience. We've broken no in. Dancing. It's the middle of the night. An alarm is going off. Wait, we, yeah, we get seconds. we can't get kicked out. Of, we can't get almost kicked out of another place in Vegas. We can't. We, that can't happen to us. This is how I know that you and I should do this for a living because we know how to get kicked out of places together. We do. While they say, I'm so sorry to be kicking you out. You actually are a lot of fun. Bye. <laughs> he was very nice. The time that Pam stood up on a bar in a Las Vegas, in a Weston in Las Vegas and, uh, <laughs> and sang karaoke. That was not official karaoke. It was not official karaoke. Oh, we were doing television without pity uh, uh, offsite 
uh, fun times. Fantastic. It was the first time Pam, it was the day that Pam and I met. And the day that Pam and I met, she got escorted off of the top of a bar at the Westin in Las Vegas uh, for dancing on top of video poker screens, and as it turns out. It turns out you can't do that, even if they kind of make it seem like that's what you're supposed to do. I, it's not like I took well, a microphone guy, out of the man's hand. No, he gave it to you willingly. He, he um did. But the security guy was basically like, this could have been part of a scam to, like, distract us while other people are stealing something. So we can't really have you do that, which was uh, my favorite, maybe my favorite part. There were a lot of favorite parts. There were a lot of favorite parts. And I also enjoy that all of you had to repeatedly say to him, she is sober. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That is true. 100% She's just doing this for love of what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. (laughs) Somebody she is said, responsible that's just, for that's just That's just Pam. That's just, that's just how Pam is. <laughs> and I will say was. it is a very unique perspective of, uh, of a casino is to be standing on a bar and see a slot machine screen between your legs. Yep. Like <laughs> looking, you're looking up at <laughs> just look down. aces. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, As yes. Like Johnny Q Barfly is like smoking at the thing, trying to like, put in another yeah. nickel slot down and it's just, it's just like nope okay hey these were dollar <laughs> slots i was a little classier than that but i did see security coming right at me this and i think i said into the microphone yeah. gotta go <laughs> yeah there's a picture of me jumping off jumping off the bar <laughs> oh yes so this God. is how i know that joe you yeah. totally could walk around and be like what are we going to see tonight okay. what are we wanting and it, you could maybe call it this has buzz <laughs> and you could just be like here we go what do you want this is what I mean. Manifest something right. past what you would let yourself dream. Because you can't, as I sit here in front of you right now on the short list, <laughs> one year ago, <laughs> we were just finishing this thing and being like, I hope someone yeah. sees it. I hope it gets to exist. And then it's I. so good. Man. Yeah. Well, this is well, the other thing. You. It's such a good little movie. I really like it. It's got almost as many dicks as Magic Mike Double XL. And uh, there we go. I'm, I'm super proud of it. Thank you for having me here. But again, I'm, all I'm saying is right now, wherever you are listening to this podcast, we have summoned the magic of Magic Mike Last Dance. And now you have, I'm not counting, but, you know, 28 days to <laughs> from here, from right now. <laughs> and then it's over. Until, well, until your, your thing comes true. Until Magic yeah. Mike yes. Last Dance is out in the world and it will spread love and joy and hope and dreams <clears throat> and it did be- not expect this was the turn that this episode was going to go pam but i'm really happy well, about that that's I'm just who pam is. <laughs> <laughs> wait i want to talk about how uh this movie magic mike double xl was a teen choice award winner unsurprisingly like the for- teens watch this they god should. love those teens there choice, is something choice summer movie though, star like mail. the the most like R-rated stuff in this movie is coming out of their mouths. There is still something wildly wholesome about this movie. Like I, yeah. I can't. Is maybe it's just the lighthearted tone. Oh, of it's it. incredibly wholesome. Yeah, but it, it feels is. like a very wholesome movie. Like they're good friends who support each other and their hopes and dreams. Adam Rodriguez wants to have a froyo cart. Like, that's his hopes and dreams. Like, that's his whole... I love the fact that, like, all of their stripper routines, that's the whole conceit. In as much as this movie has a thematic conceit, it's the idea that they all scrap their old Dallas uh, organized routines and do stuff that is themed around what they want their lives to be. So you've got, like, Kevin Nash 
painting like a like you know with an easel and whatnot do you um, know who a, literally uh credited as tarzan's girl in the movie but the who? woman that he dances for do you know who that is no it's deidre goodwin from she was a broadway uh performer she's yeah. in every little step the documentary oh i know exactly who the... you're talking about because she's also one of the uh, uh she's one chicago... of the cell block tango women in the yes. chicago movie she's the one who in every little step when she gets the call that she got the part in a chorus line is standing at the corner of 8th avenue and 45th street which yes. is like where i lived when i lived in hell's kitchen the first time yeah 100 percent. i love first of all pam have you ever seen that documentary every little step I have. I love it. My friend uh, Nora was a producer on it. Fantastic. I Mm -hmm. love that movie. It's so good. That's a movie that I will. That's maybe my magic, like magic Mike double XL, where I will just like somebody who I know is like of that milieu or whatever. And I'm like, have you seen every little step? And they'll be like, no. And I'm like, well, now I know what we're doing for the next 90 (laughs) minutes. We were watching this movie. It's so good. It's great. Um, the weirder still than Magic Mike Double XL getting a Teen Choice Award uh, was Channing also getting nominated for Choice Movie Actor Sci Fi Fantasy for Jupiter Ascending because I'm going to tell you, teenager or not, nobody saw that movie. <laughs> like, absolutely not. Jupiter Ascending, good movie. Sorry. <laughs> oh, he was nominated for that, but Josh Hutcherson winning for Hunger Games Mockingjay. That makes more sense, I will say. Um, just in terms of like what were teens watching that year, they were definitely watching. Hunger Games. Um, the other one that I thought was funny, well, a couple more. The Women Film Critics Circle nominated this for Worst Male Images in a Movie, which, looking at the other nominees, I'm trying to, like, get the vibe here. So, like, Steve Jobs is the winner <laughs> for, I guess, Steve Jobs being, like, an asshole, like, in a bad, like... Uh, yeah, that's just saying you don't like Steve Jobs as a person. <laughs> Suffrage, <laughs> suffragette, where like, I guess that's for Ben Wishaw being a bad husband, right? Like he's sort of the 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 restrictive, repressive uh, husband for plot one of, the of the movie, right? The plot of the movie, like he's he bad uh, bad appearance by uh, male images in a movie for <laughs> patriarchy. Um, the pre the pre yes the patriarchy uh, keeping women down and not letting them vote. And then the big short, which makes me feel like Chris, you are just a you were you had some input in this category. Because, I, I, mean, uh, I hate that movie. You hate that um, movie. Well, and they're terrible. It bothers me. Those are bad images of men. Like those are bad men, right? I'm not yeah. saying the patriarchy isn't bad, but the big short in particular, I'm I'm surprised this yes. doesn't win. Like run away with worst male of images these nominees. In a movie. Yes, yeah. yes, nothing but. But dicks. like I get, yeah, I get the idea that like you don't you're not down with the the. You know the vibe of Magic Mike Double XL or the mission. But this statement. isn't a Hangover movie, right? You know? No, like, right. they're all very nice men. They're, they're very all, nice you men. Know, <laughs> the whole idea of it is that they like they go out of their way to treat people nicely in this movie. They it's drive so each weird. other all over the place. They drive. They're just someone's yeah. constantly giving someone a ride. <laughs> they're not Steve Jobs denying katherine waterston alimony or whatever the hell child support mm-hmm. in that movie like my god mm-hmm. also like so much of their actions are motivated by you know making women happy um and 
in a way that it's like this is what they do they're entertainers but it's not like self-serving they're yeah. not pleasing them to manipulate them they are yeah. you know like matt bomber singing heaven to that woman and dancing oh. with her it's oh. just to make her feel nice in the moment he doesn't get anything out of it other than i made her have a nice evening like i don't know i haven't investigated the third movie to the point where like are none of the other ones in it at all, or are they just like in much, much smaller roles? I don't know who's cast in it and not. I I almost want to know as little as possible about yeah. the movie and Same. just go into it fresh. And Same. Yeah. Don't which is why it. I haven't read this Vanity Fair. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, fully, just well, I have the trailer. just now, yes. and I'll tell you. Wait, really? No spoilers. <laughs> No, they do talk a little bit about uh, the film in there, So, but you can easily skip yeah. it. It's mostly about him, not, <clears throat> not yeah. the movie. Because my thing is, like, on a long enough timeline, I want Matt Bomer's character to be, at the very least, bisexual. Because, like, I want that aspect of, of his truth. I want Matt to be able to live in his truth in this movie about living in your truth. Um, I also watched, I took one for the team, I watched... This uh, Magic Mike Double XL was nominated for the Golden Trailer Award for Trashiest Trailer. So I watched all the trailers for the other four movies, two of which are fully not real movies. Blue Mountain State, The Rise of Thadland, which is like a sub, you know, the American Pie direct to video like sequels oh. where it's all just like Eugene Levy, like adopting new college freshmen who are like, you know, fucking different pastries or whatever. Right. Um this is sub that level. This is uh, <laughs> not does not qualify for the. You know how like to qualify. You know how like Just certain sitting cheeses, around watching trailers for those movies. You know how, like certain <laughs> things can't be called cheese. They have to be called like food product or something like that. Like that's uh-huh. the level to which Blue Mountain State: The Rise of Thadland is in a movie. Same thing with this thing called Lost After Dark, which was also nominated, which is like a horror movie, I guess, but like also seems like it was like a trailer that was made on a dare that, you know, to a movie that absolutely I can't imagine exists anywhere. And we've made the, this movie doesn't exist anymore joke too much, but like this, I mean it. The other ones are real (laughs) movies. Dirty Grandpa. I had never seen that trailer before. I'd never seen that movie, but I'd never seen even the trailer for that movie. I was not expecting Robert De Niro and Aubrey Plaza to be like lovers in that movie, but like they, boy, Sure, sure seem to sure seem to be, uh, Robert De Niro, Zach Efron, Dirty Grandpa, horrid, uh, and then Tangerine, which is a really good movie. So like Tangerine, Magic Mike Double XL, very good movie is nominated for trashiest trailer alongside seems like, like a judgment call made on the content garbage. of the movies. Well, so I looked it's at not I a trashy looked, movie even, but people get to nominate. You get to nominate yourself. Like the golden trailers aren't walking around picking up and going, we nominate this. Someone oh. entered them into that's how because I was just looking at the Hollywood Insider your, perspective that I want. Uh, it's called Googling. But so the Blue Mountain State, <laughs> I, like I wanted, but we're like, yeah, that's one of rules for foreign entries. Uh, let's see. Uh, 50% of your principal photography must have been shot outside the US. That's it. So, uh, yes, these, <laughs> so it's probably a trailer house tr- that made probably. them. Yeah. And then. And and they were like, our best chance at a nomination is to go for the trashiest trailer. Like that's our like that's their game in the system kind of a thing. Well, I think you can because otherwise maybe you wouldn't want to like self label that way. Let's see how many. There is no limit to the amount you can submit. Have fun. That's one of the rules. 
So <laughs> I think that might be it of like, Fantastic. let's enter everything. So what do we have that we could put in the magic mic slot or in the sure. uh, trashy slot? And then you're like, fuck it. This is, yeah. it means somehow it's a little trashy. And then there were five Fantastic. nominations. <laughs> Enter. <laughs> anyway, Justice for Magic Mike and Tangerine. Two very good movies. Yeah. Dirty Grandpa looks horrifying. All right. Anyway, what else do we want to say? Any any other uh I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to my little notebook. Uh what do you guys else have to say about this wonderful uh movie? Matt Bomber is a level three healer. We should you know, <laughs> for Reiki, uh, yeah. His certification. Yes. Happy for that. Uh Tori Snatch, the drag queen from the the gay bar that they go to at the beginning played by uh vicky vox who is uh uh, best pals with detox and or at least was back when i was paying attention to such things (laughs) yes uh i don't listen youtube content uh yeah doing a bunch of youtube stuff with uh detox and willem from early seasons of drag race um what else oh it's so downplayed that they changed their names from the Kings of Tampa to Resurrection, like Res-erection. <laughs> like, I missed it the first time I saw this movie. I did not make note of that until I until I watched it this time. It should be the Res-erection of the Kings of Tampa. Yes. I like Kings of Tampa. It's nice and clean. Um, the degree to which this movie could take or leave its central romantic storyline with Channing Tatum and Amber Heard, I think is admirable. And that like, they're not going to try and force us to care about this any more than we do. But like, it is an incredibly half-hearted storyline in this film. I'm going to say. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it in that like, it doesn't try to occupy more of my time. The the love story? Yeah, the love story. Well, I I think Mike has interesting taste in women. Like he seems to find the only yes. women, the only women who aren't interested in what he does. Right? Yes. Then he's like, I must. <laughs> Which have does her. feel like, like something worth unpacking with a with a professional. Yeah. 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 Yes, yeah. it's like when you hear that Nigella married a guy who doesn't like parties. A spoiler wasn't a good <laughs> wasn't a good match, but he wasn't a good person. But also, like when you're like, well, he only likes girls who don't like what he's into. Why, Mike? Yeah. You know? In the in the first one, the Cody Horn character was an active drag on the movie. The Amber Heard character is more of a non-factor than an active drag. So, like, that's improvement. Whereas, and now she by the third one... She does introduce the cookie versus cake debate, though. This is true. I'm very curious where everyone falls on this cookie versus cake debate. If I had to choose... <laughs> and, like, with the caveat that, like, there is a large degree of variance in both of those confections. You can have yes. The best cookie I would take over the best slice of cake. Mm, see, I like disagree. A, I I I would fall on the cake side, but I would rather have a bad cookie than a bad cake, but firmly yeah. cake. Like a, a like my favorite just out of the oven cookie from Insomnia, I would take over like the best slice of cake that I've had. I think mm-hmm. I would. I think so. I'm also an ice cream person. Yeah, but like ice cream goes better cake. with cake than cookies. Well, I think, I don't know. I think that's open for debate as well. Applebee's used to have a sundae that they would put like a scoop of ice cream on top of like a really big chocolate chip cookie and then like hot fudge <laughs> on top of that. It was really good is all I'm going to say. 
I'm revealing too much about myself in this episode. Pam, what's going on? <laughs> that's, what, um, <clears throat> that's what it's all about. Oh, is it you? Is it you who's revealed too much about yourself in this podcast? <laughs> if we take a vote, <laughs> they're going to be like, yes, Joe that all is the what way. is so magical about Michael <laughs> is that he uh, strips down mm-hmm. our walls, yes. barriers, yes. and mm-hmm. brings us to a vulnerable place where we can be ourselves. He thrusts us. Oh, my last note. <laughs> I was <laughs> working on something. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry, Pam. He thrusts why you work us alone. into our own spotlight when we come out of our show. Wow. Wow. I also just want to say my last note here. There is so much cash in this movie. Just like actual <laughs> physical cash. Like way more than in the first one. There so much scenes... cash that the room probably smelled like dirty money more than it smelled like sweaty man. <gasps> Ooh, right? probably. Now yeah. that's what I like on cookies. Dirty money. <laughs> mm. I'll take a half dozen dirty money cookies. Thank you. That is you almost know. certainly oh, like that's good. <laughs> that's a milk get bar. Your... That's a milk bar flavor right there. That is just to be like, get your dirty money cookies out of my bedroom. That's what I want to say. All right, Gloria Swanson. Mm. Classic. Yeah, just tons. Just at like they're like ankle deep in cash at one point at Jada Pinkett's uh, uh, mansion. Mm-hmm. How are they not slipping on that stage? The socks. There's a lot to possibly socks. slip on in that stage. <laughs> you don't see it, but before all of the guys go on stage, there's Jada being like, here's your grippy socks. Yes. <laughs> That's why they have so much money socks. to hide the grippy socks. Yes. It got cut out of the shopping montage, you know, when they're buying <laughs> right. hardware and right. ice cream to right. yes. the show. Swings, yeah. right. yes. The swing yeah, the comes with a grippy sock, sock just be- for inter- the for, grippy uh, sock budget. insurance purposes. Oh, oh, yeah. The thing about the swing, I my favorite shot in the movie is when they cut. It's like the end of the show, and they cut to that <laughs> side of the stage, and that woman is still in the swing. She's yeah. Still in the swing. <laughs> uh, still, I assume it's at that, that point. Episode, a whole other routine from it's that, that Simpsons episode where the teachers go on strike and they all just like leave so quickly, and then there's the one girl hanging from the parallel rings in gym class. <laughs> And just going like, hello. Hello. Mrs. Pummelhorst. I'd like to get down now. <laughs> yeah, but I assume she doesn't even know a show happened around her. Like, she's just in the swing like, oh, what just happened? <laughs> right. Me? What was that? Right. <laughs> Can't hear anything. Just a brand new person. All right. <laughs> Should we move into the IMDb game? Uh, sure. We can do that. All right. Chris, why don't you tell our listeners what the IMDb game is Listeners, are you ready to be exalted (laughs) with a game? Uh, Every week we end our episodes with the IMDb game where we challenge each other with an actor or actress to try to get the top four titles that IMDb says they are most known for. If any of those titles are television, voice-only performances, or non-acting credits, we will mention that up front. After two wrong guesses, we get the remaining titles release years as a clue. If that's not enough, it'll just become a free-for-all of hints with dollar bills in the air and um gyrations yeah all right pam as our guest you get the choice for whether you want to give your clue first or guess first and also which direction the uh, round robin should go in oh my god do i need to go <clears throat> i'm not prepared do i need to go get a, oh. like, an actor <laughs> yes is it <laughs> yeah why Channing Tatum? <laughs> I guess that's the answer. Uh, Pam is doing her homework real fast. Hold on. So just any actor? 
I'm acting like just I don't know. Just go into that Vanity Fair article and pick out the name yeah, of an actor. I will. <laughs> There's only one over and over again. Okay. Uh... Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So would you like to give your clue first or guess first? Oh, I'll guess first. All right. Who would you like to guess from, Chris or me? I'll guess from Chris. Okay. Okay. So uh, I was thinking about other actors we have seen in G-strings on stages before, and immediately what came to mind is one actor currently sweeping the Oscar season and the internet with a photo of his early modeling days in a red G-string, none other than Mr. Colin Farrell. Ah. Who we have surprisingly never done on this game. That is surprising. Okay. I'm most known for Colin Farrell. This is terrible. Do I have to get him in order? No. no. Any order works. Okay. Is it two wrong guesses? You're going to get the years. But my Colin Farrell is is so weird. So let's put Banshees up here because he's most known for it right now, right? Is it on there? Are you is that your guess? Banshees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incorrect. Wow. Oh. Too soon, I think. Phone booth. Incorrect. No, oh, I love that guest. He's though. so good in phone. Booth. I love, I that, love that people are like reappreciating phone booth. Like eighty minutes long, yep. no filler. Great yep. movie. Great. He's so good in it. But no, that is incorrect. Well, Your years though mm-hmm. are two thousand three, two thousand eight, two thousand fifteen, and twenty twenty two. And it isn't <laughs> Banshees? Banshees. The problem no. is, I did not know much. Like I don't follow Colin Farrell much at all so he we'll we'll still we'll still give you some hints okay um okay so the 2008 movie is not obviously banshees but it is a reuniting of the team from this movie that they all did together first oh so in bruges is on there in bruges no it's in bruges if you look at how it's spelled (laughs) (laughs) in bruges yeah in bruges Okay. <laughs> We're going to get Glenn Close to redub your uh, audio for that one so it says in Bruges instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an Andy McDowell joke. <laughs> uh, tw- the 2015 movie, which I believe came out in the States in 2016, uh, is an Oscar nominee for screenplay. That he is in. That he yes. is in. He is the headliner 2015. of. Uh, I don't know. The pandemic. A very odd movie that I love. Uh, from a uh, a director who has two movies coming out this year. Um, He's Greek, right? Greek. Greek the, director. The director is Greek? Oh, was he yes. in The Lobster? The yeah. Lobster. Yeah. <laughs> I did it. Uh, That's him. Twenty. The 2022 movie is a franchise movie. Oh, well, I don't know what franchise. 2022. Yeah. You might not have realized that that was Colin Farrell. Well, I don't watch a lot of franchise films. So if well, he was in a, same. if he was in an Avengers, I wouldn't know. But 2022. Not an Avengers movie, but playing a pretty iconic villain. He was supposed to have a TV show playing this villain, but I don't think that's going to happen. And that's yeah, oh no! Now like, he could just be in the Star Wars land. I have no idea. You're asking the he's wrong. He's playing user. opposite a hero who has been played by a lot of people in the last a like a lot of people. This 20. is maybe is he a Batman. What is this? 
Is he a Spider-Man? He's in the Batman. The Batman. He's, he's the penguin in the Batman. Oh. In the Batman. Huh. Yeah, yeah. It's a waste of him, I think. A lot of people liked him in that, but I think it's a waste of him. Okay. Speaking of a waste of him, the, <laughs> yes. uh, Colin Farrell's 2003 We're still movie. doing this? <laughs> yes, one yes. more. This is why I don't follow Colin Farrell. He's got... It's just too much to know. Uh, this is a movie... It is a summer cop movie <laughs> that wasted him, but he was the headliner of... Based on, like, an old TV show that I guarantee you... You probably didn't watch. I certainly like older, like it predates us, but it's also like, you know how we watched a lot of like old TV shows that were rerun all the time on TV. This was probably not one of those shows. So the other names on the poster are Samuel L. Jackson, Michelle Rodriguez and LL Cool J. (laughs) I don't know. My mother knows I could call her and she'll be like, the title is an acronym. Like SWAT? Like, yeah, yes. like exactly that. <laughs> like exactly that. Thank you. Wow. That's uh, terrible. Nice. I'm so Very sorry. Good. No, you're fine. No, is All this right, a so now you get to quiz me. What's next? You get to quiz me now. I get to quiz you on someone's, and I'm going to give you a conversation Give me about a name. Them. Yeah, give me a name. Okay, and why I'm... Like, yeah, I don't like the known fours on here. What if I don't like the known fours? We could do Pick it. Someone up. This is. What if I just don't like one of the known fours? Why am I making this so complicated for you? <laughs> You're like I do this all the time, Pam. Stop doing this. Okay, let's. All right, let's. Oh God, why am I like this? Okay, I don't know what's going on with me. Here we go. You know what? Let's just see if you could do Kate Blanchett. <laughs> all right. Okay, Kate Blanchett. Yeah, Kate Blanchett adds, is the type of one I've mentioned this before, who are in so many movies that people remember. That this becomes That's a challenge. Yeah, this is a challenge just because she's prolific. I'm gonna say Elizabeth. No, damn. Carol. Yes. Okay. All right. We got Carol. Um, the Aviator. Yes. Okay. Blue Jasmine? Yeah. Okay. Both of her Oscars. All right. What else? Kate Blanchett. Big leading role. Something a lot of... I think Tar is too recent. I don't want to guess Tar. Um, Elizabeth the Golden Age? No. 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 Did you just okay. guess the same thing twice? No, there are two Elizabeth I can read. <laughs> um, I think I know that Elizabeth is not there. All right, so I got two wrong, so you give me the year that I'm missing. 2001. Oh, she was in a lot of movies in 2001. Um, oh, God, it better not be the shipping news. Is it the shipping news? It is not the shipping news. Thank Good God. News. Bandits. Mm-mm. She was only in like three more movies. Oh, The Lord of the Rings. It is The Lord okay. of the Rings. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, a little movie called The Lord of the Rings. Just this okay. franchisee situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was good. I thought. Well done. I, yeah. All right. All right. Chris, for you. Yes. Um, Pam wrote the screenplay for a little movie called Ralph Breaks the Internet, which had a lot of very famous voices in it, one of whom is an actress I know you really love, Taraji P. Henson. 
<gasps> who voiced a character of Yes in that film. So Chris, guess the known for for Taraji P. Henson. There are no television shows and no uh, cookie erasure. Talk about cookies. Um, yeah. No voices though. No voice performance. Okay. Uh, Benjamin Button. Yes, correct. Her Oscar nomination. Yes. Hidden Figures. Yes, correct. Hustle and Flow. Yes, correct. Three for three. Will you go four for four? Um. How interesting that there's no cookie in there. It is interesting. I do think that it's going to be after her Oscar nomination, but she has done a number of movies. What was the what's the Tyler Perry movie where she is on the poster? It's not Redemption, but it's Retribution. Oh. No, I was thinking of the other Tyler Perry movie that she's in, which has an even better title than... Um, uh, I Can Do Bad All By Myself. Yeah, but that's also not it. That's not it. <laughs> so those are both wrong. Okay. I just wanted you to say I Can Do Bad All By Myself, so I can clip <laughs> it and use it in okay. future episodes. Is the title of that movie Retribution? Um, It's called No Good Deed. Is that what you're thinking of? Is no, that a Tyler Perry movie? No, that's not... That I don't think it's Tyler Perry. Are you thinking that's of like The Family that Prays? No. Which is another there's, Tyler Perry movie that she's in? There's one where the poster is her, like, sitting on a chair. Uh, I know what you're talking about, too. Um, acrimony is what you're thinking of. <laughs> Not retribution. <laughs> acrimony. I've never seen Acrimony. All right. Anyway, not any okay. of those. Um, so none of those. Right. Um, this is not a movie that you've seen, I'm fairly certain. Oh, because is it, like recent marvel or something no it's just it's a remake of a movie that like i just don't think you would have had a ton of interest in seeing this a remake okay um remake of an action movie yeah yeah like a a remake of a thriller like a sports movie but like not a typical sports movie but like that's what it's oh is it a boxing movie no but you're not there's a lot of those yeah. Uh, okay, so not boxing, not kick. Bo- I can't think of a kickboxing. Oh, movie. You're, a wrestling you're, movie. You're dancing around the edges of it. It is uh, the pugilistic arts, but it is. Uh, <laughs> it's a sequ- It's a remake of a very famous movie from the eighties. Okay. Um, mm, what was the sports movie that she was in? That's not. She's box- not doing the sportsing. I figured she's like the mother of the sportser, or the wife of the sportser. Yes, she is a she's a hidden figure in this film. She's not on the poster, Um, so she's very much a hidden figure. Okay, Um, Karate Kid. It's the Karate Kid. It is the Karate Kid. I did not see that movie. (laughs) Yeah, see, this is what we figured. Okay, all right, well done. You got three quickly, and then uh, that was that was going to be a tough fourth one to get for you. Um, good job by everybody with the IMDb game, Pam. Once again, thank you so much for taking your your glowing Oscar buzz uh, uh, aura uh, yeah. to our podcast. <laughs> Thank you for blessing us with that. Thank uh, you. Listen, next year when you also have Oscar buzz, you can come on and uh, just make this an annual thing. Thank uh, you. I, I hope to, I, look, I look forward to that. Fantastic. That's our episode, listeners. If you want more of This Head Oscar Buzz, you can check out the Tumblr at thisheadoscarbuzz.tumblr.com. You should also follow our Twitter account at had underscore Oscar underscore buzz. We are on Instagram at thishadoscarbuzz. Pam, 
Uh, where can the listeners see and read and hear more from you? And also, is My Year of Dicks still available to watch online? It sure is. Let me put the video. You can go to myyearofdicks.com and that yeah. will give you everything, including the trailer, if you don't have 24 minutes, and the whole film, if you do. Um, and we're also on Vimeo. I'll give I'll give you guys the link. Yeah, we'll put the link in the show notes for sure. Thanks. Oh, and I'm I'm at Pamela Ribbon everywhere. <laughs> and also uh, at My Year of Dicks. No one had taken it. What? <laughs> <laughs> fools. Utter fools, fools out there. That is honestly, that's quite surprising. Given It is. The internet's whole deal. Fantastic. All right, Chris, where can the listeners find you and your stuff? You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Crispy File. That's F-E-I-L. All right. I am on Twitter and letterboxed at Joe Reed, Reed spelled R-E-I-D. We would like to thank Kyle Cummings for his fantastic artwork and Dave Gonzalez and Gavin Mevius for their technical guidance. Please remember to rate, like, and review us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever else you get podcasts. A five-star review in particular really helps us out with Apple Podcast visibility. So once again, like I did when we did Magic Mike, I say, if you're horny, just do it. Write it a five-star review. That is all for this week, but we hope you'll be back next week for more Buzz. 